Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit Foster, and you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. Yeah, welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson, and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, notify bell next to it. We also have channel memberships now on YouTube if you enjoy watching the live broadcast of Going In Raw. Yeah. Uh, you hit that join button and you get access to all sorts of bonus content, the same bonus content we offer over on the Patreon mm-hmm. at the $5 mark at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. A ton of reward tiers over there, including the $20 Friendo Care Package tier. Look at that. A comic book oh, sticker. there it is. A double-sided poster and a postcard, all featuring the OG Going In Raw logo. If you're new to the podcast, that used to be our logo. You know, speaking of new logo, we have a store with shirts with this, the digital print, uh, budget price, as well as silkscreen without... I mean, they're still Stephen Larson's established 2014, but this it's not yellow. This is the best sales pitch I've it ever totally seen is. in my life. It's this completely unprepared. So we have those both at friendomarket.com, available right now. Right now, also, uh, uh, today, Friday, uh, WrestleBlood 2019, live on Twitch. But the kickoff show featuring the Brian Blade Memorial Battle Royal, uh, this is all W. Steve W., uh, will be happening on YouTube, and then we'll be going live with the actual pay-per-view on Twitch Hopefully you guys can join us yes. for that. Yes, please. Keep an eye out for your notifications for all that. Anyways, uh, we're not here to talk about all that business. Although, if we want to, if we want to keep on talking about this business, we have to. We have to make a money. We have to make a dollar and a, a cent in this business, Larson. Business. And I was making my pitch for the T-shirts. One that looks just like this. One where the yellow <laughs> type is white. No, just high just, quality silk screen. You got to say, just go to friendomarket.com. Friendomarket.com, including. The Going In Raw logo, brand new with brand new sticker but pack. there's one that's budget. You don't have to worry about all that? Because you'll be confused. Why are there two of the same shirt? That's it why. It says it clearly, much clearer than that, on the store. Budget shirt, digital print. Official shirt, screen print, well, high both, quality they're bright. They're both official. Huh? They're both official. Like, the digital one is not a bootleg. <laughs> it kind of feels like it. 
No, those are actually really high quality digital this prints. It's the same same as Pro Wrestling Tees. This is a digital print right here. Yeah, oh wait, what so. is that? No, no, that's so. it's not screen print though. I don't know what that is. No, that's either. Anyway. Maybe it's the uh, the kind of uh, high quality iron on stuff. Yeah, I think so. Anyways, my goodness gracious, what a it's a good shirt. I like my internet today. What a catastrophe of an intro we just had. Whatever. It's, it's this is Friday. This when well, we were shooting this end of our day on Thursday. Talk about a catastrophe though, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, this is interesting. So uh, last week after Mania, uh, Melser was reporting that uh, former WWE champion Daniel Bryan, the new Daniel Bryan, might be dealing with some sort of unspecified injury coming out of WrestleMania. Um, But again, unspecified, no details. Uh, PW Insider uh, has seemingly confirmed uh, Melser's reporting, saying, quote, Daniel Bryan was not on WWE TV this week as well. The word internally is that he is dealing with an injury coming out of WrestleMania, but the nature of the situation has been closely guarded. And now WrestlingNews.co is reporting that Daniel Bryan has been replaced on house shows in matches against Kofi Kingston by Elias. And they speculate, with WB being so quiet about the nature of Bryan's injury, that it could potentially maybe have something to do with the head. Could be noggin-related. I hope not. Concussion-related. But they do add, quote, without, with that being said, nobody in the company has confirmed a concussion or any other type of injury. So let's knock on wood. Anything else for good luck in, in hopes that whatever injury Daniel Bryan may be dealing with is not related to his head. Yeah, it's kind of like you don't really want to speculate. I mean, no. Um, Although when I started reading stuff about them not saying anything and it being very close to guard, that's like the first thing I thought of, too. Well, yeah, that's immediately what you, what your mind goes to. I mean, OK, I just said let's not speculate. Well, if there, it was if it was as simple as a wrist issue then would that be something that needed to be closely guarded? I don't know. Uh, Daniel Bryan, I've noticed this since he's, his return, he kind of wrestles every match as if it's his last. Yeah. And it's been a joy to watch. I'll yeah. be honest. This has yeah, been yeah. my favorite Daniel. I mean, obviously, you got to take away the WrestleMania 30 build. If you take that out of the equation. Oh, in terms of his character work, this is probably my favorite version of Daniel Bryan. This is, it's been great. And in terms of the every single match that he puts on, because of the fact that he's been gone for so long, you appreciate it more. You know that he appreciates it more. And there does seem to be an extra step, uh, an extra spark in a step, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Hop in a step, whatever. Um, we've seen this recently, and it seems to be the case more often than not these days with uh, internet news sites uh, getting news leaked to them about injuries um, all the time. But WWE seems a lot more forthcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, we've just seen it recently with of, of, of injuries of of, of, real, of consequence. Yeah. You know, they didn't, they didn't officially announce anything about AJ's injury because of the sprain. Um, and he missed what a week of TV, mm-hmm. but uh, you know they announced uh, Biggie's injury, Nia Jax. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then apparently Sheamus has a concussion. Mm-hmm. He suffered last week, which would explain why um, he wasn't on TV this week. Mm-hmm. But he, again, they didn't make any formal announcement for that. I wonder if it's a situation where their protocol is they they are being WWE that if it's an injury that's going to keep a competitor out for a sustained period of time, announce it publicly. Or um, the fact or that... Or if it's relatively minor. Or if it's, it's relative to concussions. Could be. Um, and that's I what mean, I think WrestlingNews.co said is they typically keep uh, concussion stuff kind of, you know, pretty hush-hush. Yeah. 
There's been a couple times since he's come back that he's had some scares. I remember the Mustafa Ali 054 mm-hmm. spot on him, like basically laying on his head. Yeah, you need him right in the jaw. Yeah. Um, and the first so, time he did a, a top rope belly to back suplex. Um, and then AJ, I think it was AJ. You know, he reversed it to land on top of him. It looked mm-hmm. like he landed right on his face. So yeah. his head absorbed all the contact on the mat. And his match with Kofi at WrestleMania was was really, really good. I don't mm-hmm. recall. I don't remember any spots where I was like, oh. But then Daniel Bryan wrestles such an aggressive. Like, he, he's got so much energy in the ring, and he comes off as so aggressive. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that he's a professional, and he's uh, – oh, what's that? He's a professional, and he's, you know – What, he, this? He's supposed to make it – yeah. It's exactly what you think it is. He's supposed to make it look like – it, it's it, there's there's a lot of aggression going yeah, yeah, on yeah. while remaining safe, but you know you can only protect yourself so much. Exactly. Uh, uh, hold on one second. We've got we've got breaking news coming. No, it's down not breaking news. It's something I read while I was going through stuff and uh, neglected to note it on the notes. Mm. Um, I can see if I can find it now. Or the WWE star report layout. No, that was that's about Sheamus. This is the Daniel Bryan thing. I think it was on Wrestling Inc. where they said, was it there? I don't remember. Anyways, someplace I saw. Was it down here? I mean, this is it. Yes, this is it. Um, Wrestling Inc. is just saying that uh, he was not at SmackDown in Brooklyn last week. It's reported that he was to be examined by doctors, but there's no news on what they found. Mm. So, who knows? Yeah, yeah. I've I said this since he. I've been I've been I've had this attitude since he returned. Every single Daniel Bryan match, I'm just happy to get. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, if they have to keep him off the books. I mean, the stuff that they were talking about with Alexa Bliss was really scary. Yeah, and she's come back from it. Yeah, I mean, she was like talking about what was it? Vertigo and Vertigo. I don't know if there were blackouts, but yeah, the dizziness, the dizziness. Yeah, um, that stuff was nasty stuff. So I mean, hopefully, it's the kind of thing where, you know, as time goes on, the science gets better and they can make a, a clear diagnosis of well, okay, you need to sit out for this. And of Daniel time. Bryan has very stringent impact testing he has to do after every mm-hmm. match. Yeah, every match. Yeah. So so I mean, it's a situation where he goes back there and he has to do his math problem and can't do it, and then I imagine he's he's shuffled off. To do a whole litany of tests to make sure his, his head's okay. That could be, and maybe you know. Again, it's it's. I I don't really enjoy speculating on it if if it's anything to do with the head. Um, maybe it's a situation where like, okay, well, if nothing else, precautionary. You know, if there's mm-hmm. any suspicion that something might be going on there, let's go get you all oh, yeah. completely tested out. Yeah, you make sure you're completely that. in the clear. Yeah, before we even get you back in the ring again. Mm-hmm. But anyways, hopefully injury's not serious. Nothing to do with the head. Yeah. Um. And, and Hopefully we he just wants him. time off. Could be. And maybe he just wants time off and he's like, hey, you know what? I'm a heel. I shouldn't be on social media anyways. I should be, you know, kayfabe. I should be off in the forest somewhere yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and maybe he just, they're just playing be it that way. Being a lumberjack. But who knows? Uh, anyways, uh, speaking of people who should disappear into the woods, Enzo <laughs> and Cass might be doing just that because there might there's this some interesting weird yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's going all sorts on of weird stuff going on with, with that Ring, of, Ring Honor. of Honor. So uh, from the newsletter this week, um, they said, uh, "quote Enzo and Cass were not at either Ring of Honor show this weekend, nor are they booked for anything announced going forward." Oh, some people might like them, Larson. I, it, it might be in the single digits at this point. Like, really, who has turned their fortunes around so dramatically? Can you name anybody else? 
who were so it was so popular, so popular. Well, none of the obvious ones. In the matter of a couple years. Well, okay. Here's here's seemingly nobody likes them. Who who out there has had their fortunes turn so dramatically without really doing a hell of a lot? I mean, there was obviously the Enzo uh, allegations, but then there was no evidence found, so they could, so the police couldn't proceed with uh, with pressing charges or yes, anything. Yes. And that kind of coincide with word that he was a bit of a problem in the locker room. Yeah, he'd been kicked out, kicked off a bus. Yeah, things like that. There's of course the infamous Simon Gotch buries Enzo Amore, <laughs> which I'm sure everybody's seen. If not, it's probably recommended for you. I mean, I more people have seen that than there are wrestling fans. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's been seen by an obscene number of people on YouTube. Yeah, I know. It's uh, pretty crazy. But no, and then I mean, all Cass really did was get released. Yeah. There was like a, some some very very silly backstage sort of drama that leaked about him not going happy along with, on a promo. No, no, I was talking about him not being happy with Carmella talking to somebody backstage. Oh yeah, but they were already like broken up. Or yeah, something. was that Corey Graves that he was? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. I don't know. That was that was like a couple years ago. Yeah, but then you know they he went super long on that promo, and then which nobody should get mad at that. No fans. No, gonna, yeah, that's what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, fans, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about like people turning on them. Yeah, you no. Know? I mean, people just start. I think these people kind of stopped caring about Cass once he, he turned on Enzo. Yeah, yeah. That's really what it was. Yeah. And then, no one really cared. He showed up that one show, sort of like in worse shape than he had been, and then he had a seizure. I just felt bad for yeah, him. Yeah, no, at that I felt point. bad for the guy then, too, totally. I mean, honestly, like it makes sort of sense for him to, for those two to be back with each other because that was when they were the most popular. Yeah, uh, the circumstances are different now, however. The, well, the, the the thing is, the problem one of the main one of the main problems is I mean, Enzo has kind of a stink about him mm-hmm. because he just seems, I don't know, he just has sort of a stink about him. Like I get it, like you know, you were they didn't press charges against Enzo because of lack of evidence. That whole situation was just kind of weird, but then he drops like a a, a diss track on his on his accuser. accuser. It's just it, it with like some of the tackiest. It's, it's not good form. No. Just let it like go. Super just let tacky. it go. Yeah. Let it go. Like there, there's there's a way you can properly like you can come out of that, like, oh okay, well I'm I'm in the clear. Yeah. You know. You don't do a diss track though. You don't do a diss track. That just doesn't, that just doesn't make any sense. Anyways, Melzer continues, they have been given no future dates and right now are not factored into anything. There were there were key people very upset with the segment internally, and as noted before, internal divisiveness. Yes, divisiveness. Whatever, whether to do it. Sorry. Okay. So, in case people haven't been keeping up, I mean, here I'm gonna get to that in a second. The the, the stuff about that Feifel had, right? Uh, well, no, I was just gonna oh, lay, I was gonna lay the groundwork. Sorry. So, for people who might not be up on Ring of Honor or New Japan, they had a big show last weekend. G1 Supercard is a big Madison Square Garden show. Uh, at the tail end, or at the very end, after actually the match. There is a fatal four-way tag team match Mm -hmm. uh, where the Grills of Destiny picked up the Ring of Honor tag team titles and Mm -hmm. kept their own New Japan titles. Although Yano uh, spirited off with them. (laughs) That's completely, yeah, that's a completely different thing. Um, At the end of that, Enzo and Cass jumped the railing from the crowd and sort of attacked the Briscoes. Yeah, and and a huge brawl ensues. And a big brawl ensued that they tried to keep kind of off TV. It turned out it was a big fake thing. It was a big work. Because uh, security never got involved. Security never got involved, and and then it turned out like backstage, they had wanted it to seem like it wasn't 
Well, we'll get to that in a second, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's and also what another thing you mentioned, that Grills of Destiny had no idea that any of that was happening. Meanwhile, a guy wearing a Rastafarian hat was attacking Bret Hart at the Hall of Fame it's ceremony weird. Those down things happened within moments of each other. Within moments of each yeah, other. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Uh, anyways, so uh, Melzer continues. The idea of why was explained last week, but not everyone brought it up. The original idea was to do a very quick bit that would take place in the corner by the guardrails. Enzo was to grab Mark Briscoe, and Mark was to shove Enzo, and that would be it. That'd be it. It would be so quick as not to sound the alarm. People on TV may or may not see it, but people would hear about it. I guess the idea, since Enzo did interrupt a WB show legit, was to play off that. Security was then to take Enzo away to make it look real. The idea is that if there was a buzz, maybe they'd follow up, but if nobody cared, it was so short that people would just assume it was real. It got out of control, and right now there are no plans to bring them back. But there are also different people with different viewpoints involved with creative, and it's not clear how the wind will blow. So let me get this right. Discussion, I'm assuming, between uh, Free Agent Z. Yeah. That's uh, NZO and CastXL. Yeah. As they're dubbing themselves now. Yeah. Um, and then, like, days after this, they released a video on Enzo's Twitter account where they're promoting a new T-shirt. Yes. Of them. Um, and uh, so they're having discussions with whoever, you know, the, the was handling the, the segment uh, backstage and maybe even the Briscoes. So I assume the conversation would go, all right, we're going to have this Mark Briscoe's come over to you. You push him. You kind of showboat a little bit. Security will come down, uh, take you and cast out of the arena. Just get some buzz going. Sound cool. Cool. Now, is he supposed to jump the rail? No. Okay. Oh, am I supposed to jump the yeah, rail? Sorry. Should have. Yeah. Is he supposed to jump the rail? Yeah, am I supposed to jump the rail? We have a question about the nature of the rail, and should it be jumped? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because a real one would jump the rail. <laughs> Is it a real rail? Well, I'm the real one. I'm the How real you one. Doing? <laughs> He's real. The rail is real. Am I supposed to go to Mark Briscoe and say, how you doing? <laughs> is he supposed to put hands on Mark Briscoe? Well, you're just supposed to, just, just to shove. Well, I'm a real one. <laughs> He's the real one. I feel like I should be doing a lot more than just shoving. I'm Big Kaz. No, you're Kaz XL. Oh, sorry. I forgot my new name. Kaz XL. We got a shirt. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> Is there any good pizza joints around here? Cass is from Queens. He would know that. <laughs> I was testing you. There's one around the joint, around the corner. How you doing? Three slices all folded up. Hey, how you doing? Speaking of these different viewpoints, Fightful reported on them earlier this week saying, quote, Fightful Select reported this week that there is some angling and shuffling going on as it pertains to Ring of Honor. Uh, Joey Mercury and Bully Ray are said to be gaining influence within Ring of Honor, while Delirious, real name, Hunter Johnson, creative input has decreased. My understanding is that Delirious has been booking Ring of Honor for, for a long years. time. Yeah, yeah ages. Uh, those that we spoke to expected this to accelerate as time moves on. It could be seen with Enzo and Cass, as well as Velvet Sky and Angelina Love being brought in. I don't know One this of them is Bully Ray's wife. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, those we spoke to in Ring of Honor say that there was some heat on any number of people who made the all-in deal a reality. This is my favorite part. I know. This is this is my favorite. Isn't this something? If freaking part. If if the all-in show was like the wedge, the wedge that spurred all of this. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so start that sentence again. So uh, those we spoke to in Ring of Honor, fightful that is say that there was some heat on any number of people who made the all-in deal a reality as the company ended up 
uh, ended up helping give crash courses for their upcoming po- competition for talent. Now, in their defense, would anybody at Ring of Honor have been savvy to the fact that there was a multi... I'm sorry, there was a billionaire family... Multi-billion dollar... Multi-billion, multi-billion dollar family yeah. waiting in the wings to put $100 million into a, a, a TV version an actual wrestling promotion version of All In. In their defense, no, probably not. However, yeah, you guys are a hot property. You're right now, feel your contracts are coming up. Hey, maybe the, hey, maybe we'll help you with this show. You'd be more likely to resign with us and we can work out some arrangement where you can do something, yeah. Boy, oh boy. You, it could be seen as a miscalculation, but to, for that to be a, a catalyst for some internal strife within the creative of, of Ring of Honor, I mean. In a, and in retrospect, in retrospect, does it seem smart now that NXT didn't pull the trigger on the Cruise of Jericho thing? Because there was a lot of elite stuff happening there too. Mm-hmm. And if NXT had their guys in that, oh, hey, here's how you do this as well. Oh, no, it, that was an either-or thing. It wasn't going to be Elite and NXT. It was NXT. And when they passed, that's mm, when it Jericho... It was just going to be Jericho and NXT. Yes. None and, of the guys who were with Ring of Honor. Yes, okay, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, that makes no, sense. it was that an either-or thing. That yeah, makes no, sense. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oh, boy. So, this goes to a conversation we had uh, on the uh, NXT recap show Yeah, uh, that we had. And also a bit on Matt Chat, yes. And then on this this coming Sunday's Matt Chat. Um, in terms of, does Ring of Honor, given this information here, uh, it, it seems like there is some sort of mess happening there in terms yes. of who's in control. Yes. It, given that the people that are making moves such as thinking about bringing Enzo and Cass in, Ring of Honor, a company who, mind you, for two decades now, has been the definition of 
of spectacular in-ring wrestling. I mean, that's what really put them on the map. Yeah, that's what put them on the map. That's what they're known for. You and look then, at you look at uh, the undisputed era. They are that's Ring of Honor right there, basically. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> it seems like half of the WWE roster, right? An NXT roster, the some current point. U.S. champion, the current Universal champion, the current Universal champion, um, the former WWE champion. Yeah, you just mentioned that uh, Kevin Owens, of course. Kevin Sammy Owens, Zane. Sammy Zayn. You mentioned Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era. Uh, I mean, I knock, Nakamura had a match there. It's probably in coordination with New. Yeah, Japan. yeah, it was. It was. Um, Anyways, there's a lot of there's Samoa Joe, U.S. champion. Uh, yeah, I mentioned yeah, yeah. U.S. champion. A lot of Ring of Honor alumni currently in WWE. And all known for putting on the best matches. Yes. Putting on the very best matches. Yes. Um, and they're thinking of bringing in two guys who are literally known for the exact opposite. In fact, they just did an interview after this and said, our goal with, with this is not to put on good matches. Right. They are... Uh, they're, uh, you know, fluff guys. They're, uh, they're, 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 as Pritchard would say, they're an attraction. They're an attraction. Yeah. Because you have the, you have the, en- you have Enzo, the guy that can talk, and you they're have carnival barkers, and you have Cass, who's huge. Yeah, but neither of them. I mean, Cass would always, it always hurt to watch his matches because mm-hmm. those knees of his. I mean, in fact, we watched a match where his knee gave out. And then the main thing about Enzo in Two Hundred Five Live was. Yeah, he might bring eyes to the product because he is such an outsized personality. And granted, he's a top-level guy on the mic. He is. You yeah, can't. he can be. If but He's the type of guy that needs some constraints because if you just give him an open mic, he will go on and mm-hmm. on and on. The capabilities there for him to be a really good mic guy, yeah. he needs to learn a bit to not be so overindulgent when it comes to speaking on the microphone. Well, yeah, if, he, if, he get, if he's got some direction and said, yes. hey, you need to get to the point within this number But even seconds. on 205 Live and his transition to the Cruiserweight division, the whole story about Enzo was like, he can't wrestle. Yeah, I know. That, that was, was the, the story. story. You don't deserve to be champion because you can't wrestle. Because you actually can't wrestle. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's just, I don't know, man. I don't know if you're, if you're a guy who... Like, for example, uh, we, we take a, an extensive look at Luke Harper on mm-hmm, Matt Chat. Mm-hmm. If you're Luke Harper, you know, my, my point about Ring of Honor is this. It's a pos- that people have a, a positive name association with it. Um, and they've got money. I mean, they're owned by Sinclair, which is a multi-billion dollar conglomerate. Uh, and so they, they have money and they have a depth issue right now. They don't have. And Matt Taven's their world champ. They don't have any main event level guys uh, really to speak of. Uh, we're both big fans of Jeff Cobb. We think he's terrific. Oh, he'll be he'll be the main event of Ring of Honor. He, and he should be. And he should order be because and, you want to talk about great wrestling, it's that guy. Yeah. Um, but th- there's kind of only one Jeff Cobb over there. And it's just mm-hmm. Jeff Cobb. And here's another issue. I actually didn't bring up. Sorry to bring up, bring up on Matt Chat is you have uh, guys signed to Ring of Honor deals that I believe are. I knew I know with Roosh just for a year. Yeah, that's sure. what I heard. Yeah, and you have Jeff Cobb, who yeah he signed to deal with Ring of Honor. I don't know how long it's for, but yeah. he's he said that he wants to go to WWE at some point. Mm-hmm. So I guess the worry is too is you got quite a number of talents potentially on Ring of Honor who were just there for the time being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a real issue. It is no, it totally is. So if you're Ring of Honor, the company, you also need you have you've got these guys like Roosh, who obviously, if you take one look at this guy, I mean, I've I have just seen. His, his squash match with Dalton Castle. But you take one look at that guy, he has star written all over him. You kind of need to justify why he should stick around past that one year. Mm-hmm. You need to do that. Mm-hmm. So you need to bring in some people. If you're Luke Harper, do you say, I mean, granted, he's probably friends with Bully Ray. You know, he might be. I don't know. 
Um, but it, do you take a, a, a look at the place that's trying to bring in Enzo and Cass and say, yeah, I really want to help rebuild that place? Or do you take a look at, you know, All Elite, which, as you've pointed out, uh, there might be a spot for him given there's no real big men there. Uh, and But there are a lot of really good in-ring technicians, mm-hmm. in-ring talents. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, he, he, he's one of the, the, the big guys, though, that can hang. Yeah, exactly. In the ring yeah. with the highly athletic, though smaller talents. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, do you take an opportunity like Ring of Honor? But if you look at what's going on behind the scenes there, is that something you're really interested Especially in? Especially if there's a, a, any measure of upheaval going on back there where there's there's battles going on over what yeah. to do creatively. And, yeah. and, and, and uh, I, mean, I don't know if that follows through with the business side of things. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But if there's a, a backstage struggle as far as creative, you don't really want to, you, you know, you just leave a company where creative's all over the place. Yeah. And day to day, week to week, you don't know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And you go to potentially Ring of Honor, Mm -hmm. a situation where there's various people jockeying for position within creative. Yeah. And I don't know, this doesn't seem like the move you'd want to make if you're looking for some measure of stability. Yeah. Or, I mean, and honestly, this might be, this might be, I'm not going to say much to do about nothing, but it could be, you know, a temporary thing where they're just getting things figured out. Oh, entirely possible. And uh, and all will be stable and then you just got to analyze, okay, well, you know, if let me let me hear your pitches mm-hmm. because look, look, man, anybody who doesn't want Luke Harper is silly. I I firmly believe if you take a look, I mentioned this before also. If you were to to come up with some sort of list, a listicle if you will, at the top 5 talents in WWE that Barely had their surface scratched. Yeah. Luke Harper might be number one. We got him. You got Tyler Breeze. Because how many times did Luke Harper talk on the mic in WWE? Very rarely. Very rarely. So rarely. 90% of it was the, the vignettes for Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah. 90%. Yeah, exactly. And that I, that did not, I don't think, reflect what I've seen. Because I, I took a look at a couple of the Brody Lee promos from Even, back in the day. He did a couple before the, the Bludgeon Brothers. Um, he was himself for a very short period of time. Yeah, he was doing stuff uh, backstage. Yeah, on w.com Yeah, just speaking, it was good. Yeah. It was really good. Um, so I mean, and even in the ring, like we've always heard that he's fantastic. And then you take a look at how him, especially as a big man, moves around in the ring. Mm-hmm. He's a terrific wrestler. Yeah, he is. I'm telling you, man, they they barely even scratch the surface oh, yeah. in five years or however long it was. He was yeah. at WWE. Yeah, in such a sh- in, in a long period of time. They barely scratched the surface with him being a sidekick to Bray Wyatt for so long and mm-hmm. then just sort of whatever. Um, he's going, he could be something big oh, yeah. in the right hands. Yeah. It's just a matter of, you know, in, in as Ring of Honor, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to, 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 to compete right now with the whole league. I just think it's hilarious that people are like, yeah. How, like, How are we really? get eyeballs on our product? Enzo and Cass, that's the answer. Yeah. I mean, because that's one other thing Melser adds is, is he says, quote, there was decisions made with the idea of needing to reach a wider fan base and doing the supposed shoot thing with Enzo and Cass for attention that was divisive within the company. Well, well here's the thing. And also, here's the thing. You got this. You're doing this show with, with New Japan. What is New Japan known for? Putting on the best in-ring action. The absolute best. We, you know, like show to show. So if, if, if that's the platform you have, Go out there and put on the best matches that Ring of Honor can do. Mm-hmm. Don't do gimmicky stuff like this. Yeah. Especially when no one really seems to care about Enzo and Cass anymore. Yeah. Dude, the last thing you want to be, if, if you're bringing it, if you're doing stuff like bringing in Enzo and Cass, 
Guess what Ring of Honor's name is then going to be akin to Impact as of a couple of years ago? Well, TNA. We'll say TNA. TNA, yeah. yeah. Because these days, it, it's so funny how quickly, again, what has Impact done over the past, let's say, like 18 months? They've built up an amazing roster of talent. They focus on putting on good wrestling. And they have been, and they, and if you remember, Trevor Lee, when you and I went to PWG, as a joke, he would be announced as Impact Wrestling star Trevor Lee. Mm-hmm. The uh, Even, what was it, Mania a year ago when they did the cross-promotional thing with Lucha Underground? Yeah. They were the de facto heels. Yeah. They, were, they, they just had to be the bad guys because they were Impact. Yeah. These days, that ain't the case. No. They're the scrappy little company that has just a ton of, of, of talent. A ton of talent and a terrible TV deal. And you know what they say? Hey, we're on Pursuit Channel. Guess what? We're on TV. If you don't have that, everybody has Twitch. They always try to make the most out mm-hmm. of what they have. Mm-hmm. There's nobody out there. If you have an internet connection, you can watch Impact, and they try their damnness to tell you, and maybe one day they'll get a good TV deal because their product's actually pretty There's good. The thing about Impact is you feel like a vast majority of the talents, or a majority, are invested in the company. They want to su- They want that company to succeed. Yep. They really LAX do. could have signed anywhere. Yeah, and apparently they just re- like they recently re- resigned. I think. I think so. Same with Sammy Callahan. He probably could have resigned. He could have signed Sammy anywhere. Sammy has literally said he wants to be the guy who mm-hmm. brings Impact back to prominence. Mm-hmm. You've got people like Ethan Page, Jordan Grace, Brian Cage. Moose keeps on resigning there. Brian Cage. You've got and people are still like the Radicals. They've signed there. Yeah. You know, and that's what happens when you foster an environment that people want to be a part of. Yeah, they're on the hunting channel, but people are still going there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So they're doing something right behind the scenes. I mean, we saw uh, Scott DeMore and Don Callis at the the Pyramid Show, yeah. the New Japan Pyramid Show. You know, they're doing their due diligence. Yeah. They're out there doing what yeah. they should be doing. Totally. They're trying and they to make... never, they didn't bring back Alberto. No. They didn't, and when they Austin Aries They have yet to bring back left, Austin Aries, yeah. They have yet to bring him back. Yeah. Because maybe they read the landscape. Ah, people. Even if that was a work, ah, people weren't really into that. Okay, we're yeah, gonna yeah, stay yeah. away from that. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't. I don't think end zone cast is the answer. No. But then they have their fans out there. Watch. Just read our comments in this episode. All right. Why are you guys dumping on them? You gonna you gonna hit him back with some info? No. Well. <laughs> no. No. I, I said my piece here during the show. <laughs> there you go. That's about it. Anyways, uh, speaking of... Oh, you got a segue for this one? Speaking of wrestlers that you do want to see... But you can't. <laughs> John Cena. Yeah. Has, uh, is is going to be joining... His movie career this is, this is blowing up. This uh, pretty huge. This is from Variety. I got it. Sources tell Variety that Cena is in talks to join Idris Elba and Margot Ro- uh, Robbie in Warner Brothers' follow-up to it in the next Suicide Squad movie. Uh, it's currently unknown who Cena and Elba will be playing, although I read a thing that said he was going to be playing... Oh, crap. What's his name? Not Boomerang. Was Boomerang in that movie? Yeah, I thought so. Isn't that who... Yeah, Jai Courtney is uh, Boomerang. He's going to be in it, too. Okay. Not Deadshot, because that's Idris Elba. No, Will Smith It was Deadshot, but Elba... He was, yeah. But Elba is not going to be Deadshot. Oh, he's not going to be Deadshot. Who's he going to be, then? It just says, currently unknown who's seen it, Elba will be playing. Who's going to be playing Deadshot, then? I don't think Deadshot's in the movie. 
This is like a massive reboot. <laughs> Although Margot Robbie's still in it? Yeah, and, and Boomerang's still in it too. Same guy who played Boomerang. Yeah. What was that guy's name? Jai Courtney. Uh, he played, uh, he, didn't he play uh, Bruce Willis's kid in the Die Hard movie? Oh, did he? Was he? Maybe. Maybe, Maybe. I'm wrong about that. Let's see here. Yeah, I think that was him. Let's he was in one here. of the Terminator movies too. Yeah, he? I knew that one. Wasn't he one of the Terminator movies? He was in oh, Genesis. Uh, yeah. Genesis. Genesis. Uh, another one they retconned out. So, of course, Suicide Squad 2 is set to be helmed by Guardians of the Galaxy writer-director James Gunn, who, in Guardians of the Galaxy, casted one Dave Batista in uh, those movies as Drax. Okay, that's what I heard. That Batista was going to... They were going to try to get Batista for this because of the James Gunn connection. His... Uh, uh, his uh, Marvel contract wouldn't allow it? No, his oh. schedule is just too busy. Gotcha. So Cena's going to play the character that Batista was going to oh, play. Oh, that's interesting. Let's so, anyways, the, the it's interesting is Cena's had some some decent roles. He was good in that uh, shoot train wreck. He was funny in that. He was hilarious in that. But he has yet to really have that breakout role. True. Um, could this be it? We've seen the results with Dave in Guardians of the Galaxy. That was his breakout role. He's a huge movie star now because of Drax and Guardians of the Galaxy. Can John Cena find the same level of Hollywood acting success thanks to James Gunn and a comic book movie? Yay or nay? Yay. It took Rock forever. Yeah. Forever to get to the Fast and Furious. Yeah, it's pretty stuff. much until the Fast and Furious movies that he became like the most high paid movie star in the entire it world. It took a very long time. Yes. Let's see here. Man, none of these are. IMDb is doing me a disservice right now. What are you looking for? Let's find out what John Cena's going to play. It just says in this thing that came out two days ago that they don't know. Who doesn't know? Oh, my gosh. Variety doesn't know. They're plugged into what's going on in Hollywood, man. Let's see here. I got this. I got this. All right. All right. So what do you think? Do you think this is going to help John Cena? Heck yeah, man. Well, here's the thing. It's James Gunn. Yeah. Everything he touches turns to gold. And, uh, I mean, the thing that I kind of, that bums me, I I don't know. I'm I'm still kind of bummed that Cena, they didn't get Cena to play uh, Shazam. Yeah. Because then you have the possibility of The Rock, who still wants to play Black Adam. Well, it's still interesting says that's in, gonna happen. in this uh, Variety article, it says, Cena was recently tapped by fellow WB alum Dwayne Johnson to star as in the Jansen Directive. Are they going to be in a movie together? Look up Jansen Directive. Jansen Directive. With John Cena? Yeah, and The Rock. Oh, wow. That's great. I don't know if they're going to star in it together. Or if it's going to be... a producer thing where the rock is producing oh yeah the, the only cast member announced is john cena i think we're hearing the rock's just producing it but he better be in it i mean if if they if they never do oh yeah here it is in the trivia for it it says the role of paul jansen was originally meant for dwayne johnson but due to johnson's busy schedule he was oh to made executive they need producer. to do a buddy comedy give I me know. a break that's so much money right there i know i'm saying they gotta be in a movie together but anytime you're in the here's i guess here's my only thing here's my only thing John Cena should be a character in the DCU large enough to be in the Justice League somehow. I don't know who. I mean, I can, you know. What are the, what are the other roster members of the Suicide Squad? Uh, there's Deadshot. There's Boomerang. Deadshot, Boomerang. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Killer Croc might be in it. I yeah, don't know. yeah he Hon- honestly, like, I wasn't, like, huge... Even in even the comic book version, I didn't. I wasn't really. I didn't really uh, look at it. Oh, here we go. Here we go. What is that from? So this is from ScreenGeek.net. This is what I read the other day. 
With Dave Batista backing out due to scheduling conflicts, it would seem that the likely role Cena will be taking is that of Peacemaker. For those of you unaware of the character, Peacemaker is a Rick Flagg-esque vigilante who prefers non-lethal methods to handle villains, but is haunted by the ghosts of his victims from when he did kill, and they live in his helmet. Hmm. The character actually started in Charlton Comics before DC bought out the rights. Interesting. Uh, Send me that link, please. Justin Kroll, that's who I read. Justin Kroll uh, said, uh, I couldn't confirm this, but believe Cena would be playing Peacemaker in the film. There you go. So Send me that, that link, please. Maybe, maybe not. There you go. You did your research. Good job. See? You got to trust me sometimes, man. Uh, so, yeah. No, I think, I think it's great. Uh, I just, I do, no, I, mean, I, I totally think that Cena, and I think Shazam would have been the perfect thing for him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really do. That could have been terrific. Um, but uh, he's, too, he's too big a character. He's too big a personality, I think, to play Superman. Superman needs to be more of a Henry Cavill, understated kind mm-hmm, of guy mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. to carry the, the burden of the world on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, I hope they, they're able to keep Henry Cavill the Oddly, the jury is still out, apparently, on the Henry Cavill thing. That's interesting. I thought he was a perfectly, perfectly fine Superman. Yeah, but did, what, did you hear all the, the rigmarole about that? Mm-mm. Like, his, uh, his publicist, I think, said he's out. He said he's in. There was all sorts of conflict back That's and weird. forth. Like, is he in? Is he out? Sort of was left unknown. Um, and then... He came in for a cameo for the end credit scene of Shazam. Yeah. But in Shazam, spoiler alert, I'm about to spoil the end credit scene in Shazam, one of them. No, wait. No, it's just the very end of the movie. It's not an end credit scene. It's the very end of the movie. Last shot of the movie, basically. Shazam shows up, again, spoiler alert, at his friend's uh, school who gets picked on a lot so that all the people think that he's cool now. And uh, he says, yeah, I didn't come alone. And then Superman shows up. But you only see him from here down. But it's, it's clearly Cavill's, the suit that they have for yeah, him anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and the rumor was that he actually filmed that uh, as a cameo. And then they cut it out because they don't think he's going to be Superman anymore. And then when somebody asked uh, Zachary uh, Levy on Twitter, hey, what was it like me and Henry Cavill? He says, I didn't meet him. He, he, you know, he was never there. That's weird. So either he's towing the company line in that, oh, yeah, that never happened, or it actually did happen. That's strange. It's really strange. Like, every time I think they're getting, like, that would have been such a perfect thing to tie it in because you need the positivity of Shazam, which everybody says is great, yeah, including myself. Uh, you need that positive rub, like impact. It was crap. It had the negative rub. Now it's got the positive rub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, DC's turning it around, and they're getting the positive rub now. Yeah. But they need to get that rub on the other uh, properties that right uh, exactly greet, yeah, exactly uh, greeted so positively. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, let's talk about money. Uh, Sports Business Daily has a really good and interesting piece on the WWE Performance Center mm-hmm. um, that is worth a read. And one of the most interesting tidbits is the salary range for de- developmental talents. This is directly from Sports Business Daily. "Quote: Those signed developmental contracts are paid on average." Fifty thousand to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. The overall average for those in developmental is about eighty thousand. Now, this is a lot more than uh, we had heard previously. We heard they were not making very much money. Um, but so, that was also granted years ago. Yeah, a couple of years ago, I had I had read that like the low end was twenty five thousand. Yeah, 
Um, I would suspect that the 25,000 number wouldn't have been for anybody we knew about. Yeah. That was probably for people coming in from MMA or football or whatever. Hey, let's try out for a little while, and this is how much we're going to give mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. And then everything, they get them an apartment and stuff like that. Um, I suspect that Kushida's making 150. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, I also I mentioned, too, that... Casey Catanzaro's probably making 50, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah, people that... I mean, yeah, obviously, I think Kushida's probably making towards the upper end of that mm-hmm. range. Yeah. I'm sure Adam Cole is, too. Yeah. All the Undisputed Era guys, Gargano. Gargano, Champa, all the established guys. guys, I'm sure, making the upper range, whereas the more developmental talents yeah. are probably making closer to the bottom but this is still a significant increase over what we thought they were making which was twenty five thousand dollars a year yeah it was a double yeah so that's, that's pretty good especially in florida there's no state income tax there mm-hmm. yeah yeah well they want you know they want people to be happy and here's the thing these days especially these days you know so i've never seen a brendan williams match yeah but i sure know who he is yeah i know and they've obviously invested a lot of time into him because he's on up up down down he's got a gimmick I'm just going to raise a question here. So the, this could just be a semantic thing. Um, those signed developmental contracts. Mm-hmm. And I understand the distinction they're probably making with that, and that's why I say it's a semantic thing. Uh, developmental, I assume they mean NXT contracts. Mm-hmm. But you could also interpret that as strictly developmental. Yeah. Where, you know, like Adam Cole, he's not a developmental talent. No. Matt Riddle's not a developmental talent. So you're talking about, if, assuming he's still with them, Stacey Irvin Jr.? Yeah, like, that, if, like if, I would have suspected that was on the twenty five thousand end of things, and he might be on the fifty thousand dollar end of things. Maybe, well, maybe the, Casey Kenzero. She's been on TV a bunch of times. Yeah, maybe yeah, she's yeah. making well, so eighty. I I think this is more so for the, the sake of conversation. I don't know if there's a whole lot of uh, of merit to this. Yeah, but I'll bring it up anyways because we probably need some time to pad in the show, right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, but I guess the point I was getting at is like Adam Cole, Matt Riddle. Uh, Ricochet, those are guys who could have easily been brought up to Maine right away. Ooh, Ricochet's making that big money now. Yeah, he is now. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, again, this is just for the sake of conversation. Say this this salary range um, is for purely developmental talents, people that are being brought in signed who don't have a whole lot of wrestling experience, which 150 would sound like quite a bit. That's that's a ludicrous amount of money for just a developmental contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you'd think the upper end of that would have to be for the top tier NXT guys. I would think that they bring Kushida in a hundred and fifty, with the idea that you'll be here for a year and then on main, triple that. And there's if not pro- more. There's probably. I mean, I don't know if for okay. So for a guy like Kushida, but here's the thing. Hold on. Um, I'm guessing New Japan probably could offer Kushida a pretty handsome salary. Yeah, that's why I was gonna say WWE for a guy like Kushida, a big deal. They probably say. Here's half a million signing bonus. Maybe. Because that's why, th- <laughs> you know, cause I mean, especially considering Kushida, like, he can probably make double, if not triple, that from New Japan. Yeah, right. So w- is it just the allure of potentially working for WB be enough to have him come over, maybe get a, a decent signing bonus? Um, and the prospects of making a lot more money after he leaves NXT, would that be enough? Or is this, that's why I originally had this idea that it says developmental contracts. It's like, is this just strictly for developmental talents? Whereas the I would be really surprised if the more did. you know, the more main roster ready guys exist on this you know separate separate I, salary I, system. I, I, I don't sus- know. I suspect this. I I suspect that developmental 
covers NXT. everybody. That's that's my assumption as well. That, that would be my assumption. I'd be really surprised if, yeah, because here here's the thing. Also, you're living in Florida, no state income tax, yeah. right? Yeah, the cost of living's cheaper. I'm pretty sure, unless he's going to go out and get his own place, WWE provides. You Housing, know. yeah. On top of that, Kushida, he's 36. Mm-hmm. He's got kids and a wife. He's got a family. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Shinsuke Nakamura said, man, it's way easier on the body. Uh, you know, you don't have to work as much. The matches are, 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 are easier on the body. And you can surf a lot. Family loves it. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Shinsuke loved it. You yeah. know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, he's not WWE champion. But at that age... Maybe the end-all, be-all to Shinsuke was Tokyo Dome. And then you go to WWE for a big paycheck. This is working retirement. This is working retirement. Right. Yeah. He's a Walmart greeter. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? That wouldn't surprise me at all. Once, yeah. you, once you reach a certain age. I mean, he's our age. Maybe a little bit younger. He's like 30. I think he's 39. 39? 38 yeah. or 39. So, like, at a certain point, it's like, man, it's chill. It is chill. I surf all the time. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. No, I don't know. Again, it's just for the just broaching the, the the conversation. Because I would be really surprised if like if house show circuit guys are making 150. Yeah, no, like deep cuts that aren't on TV. Well, I don't think they'd be the 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 like Velveteen Dream. He's a developmental guy. Yeah, like if he was making 150, but then because it's just the idea of like I'm sure Matt Riddle was getting huge offers from people. And would he, but I also wonder if guys like Matt Riddle, so like guys like Matt Riddle are kind of interesting because he's kind of on the younger, younger ish side. Was he yeah. like 32, 33? Yeah. He's in his early thirties. Okay. Guys like him. He literally said, there's nothing left for me to do. Oh, on the indie scene. Yeah, totally. And so a guy like him might be brought in at a hundred because yeah, he's got a lot of offers out there, but it's like, he knows his, he knows his value and he understands that, yeah, I can take it easy for a little by, for a little while in NXT and then jump up to the half-million-dollar range up on main roster, mm-hmm. understanding that, yeah, I'll take a little bit of a pay cut. And That's, he might have gotten a signing bonus, too. Yeah, maybe. Uh, without knowing the particulars, I'm sure we'll never know the particulars mm-hmm. of any of this. Um, it's just an interesting uh, discussion to see this yeah, because, sure. you know, you assume, again, guys like Adam Cole, I'm mm-hmm. sure Ring of Honor probably was able to throw a good amount of money at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not to mention uh, what offers he might have got from New Japan. I mean, being in WWE alone has got to be some of the allure. Oh, yeah. Know? that That's got to be a deal. And then understanding like what you can make potentially off of merchandise. And I wonder how much of that is. Toys. I, wonder, I mean, obviously, the merchandising stuff from the NXT aspect has to be written to the contract. But if there's any numbers in the contract, okay, post NXT on main, what is the salary bump going to be? Yeah, it could be. Just curious. I have no idea. That's possible. Yeah, I have no idea. It'd be inter- interesting to, to, to find that out someday, though. We probably never will. Probably never will, man. They're very guarded. Yes, they are. Let's do this now. Answer questions. Question time. All right, question time. Um, Kirsten Harwood, we're around the time that Ron Smackdown changes the theme intro songs. What would you like them to be? All right, man. You not, your I don't pick. want anybody lip syncing to Slipknot. That's one thing I do not want. Yeah, God, it's painful to watch that. It's Slipknot. It was just yeah, Slipknot. Uh, it is Slipknot. I was yeah. disturbed. It is painful to watch that. It's it is so bad. So painful. The to rest watch of it. it is totally cool too. Yeah, it's totally fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so if I had my pick, raw theme song. Mm. You know what, man? I I always like those NXT like songs that they choose. Mm-hmm. I really like those songs. So mm-hmm. I don't. I would have whoever chooses those. 
I don't know if it's CFO dollar sign. I thought I had heard once that Corey Graves has something to do with choosing those songs. I'm, I'm be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. There's a vetting process and they're presented to Triple H. Triple H makes the final decision. Whoever is whoever is Triple out H there is a bit finding of those songs, I trust them. Like the I, the the Code Orange one. Yeah, that was cool. Use that. Yeah, use something cool, man. Yeah, no more Nickelback. No more Nickelback, please. Raw doesn't even have an intro. Bring back the goddamn intro. I don't mind. There's no intro. I just like want the show to get started. It's like uh, YouTube videos. I don't care about. Oh, it graphics. gets me hype, dude. Nah. Oh, it gets me hype. Quality programming gets me hype. The best thing about 205 Live is their intro. This is war. Now this is war. Usually they've just been doing a, a like a video packages to kick off the shows. They haven't been having those. Nah, in a while. man, they have them every single week. I feel like most more often than not, it's, it's Drake Maverick kicking off the show. It kicks off the show, but they always launch after he does okay. his spiel. Okay. okay, they give us that thing. I always pay attention. I don't know why I pay attention to that, but I uh, do. Alex Payne, what is the most random WB theme song on your playlist? I only have four, I believe, on my on my Spotify. Well, what qualifies as random? I don't know. Because I've got Undisputed Era on mine. Yeah, I have <laughs> I've that. Got, I've got Alistair Black on mine. I have that, and I think I have Oscar. For a and, time, I had Oscar And Street Profits. <laughs> That's good. It's a good song, man. That is good. I can see how that gets you jazzed. Heck yeah. Um, Toxic Trent, who's the next to get the rename treatment from Vince? Oh, man. Alistair. Just Alistair. It's or just Al. It's going to be Alistair. Or Al. You could call me Al. What? How does it look? Dun, dun, yeah. dun, dun. Baby, if you're... Uh, uh, call me Al. What's that lyric? They can do a, a music video with him and Ricochet. Or he'll just be Rick. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Call me Al, John. Uh, let's see here. Mitchell Daly, who has the best theme in WWE today, most suiting their character, and also just badass factor. Uh, Alistair's up there, Oscar. Um, Undisputed Era. Yeah. I mean, there's no, I, I don't think there's any, like, uh, there's no, but I'm trying to think of, like, a, like, somebody who's sort of underrated, who's got, like, an underrated theme. I'm sad we haven't had more Keith Lee. I want to see more Keith Lee for yeah. his theme because he's got a really good theme. I think Ember Moon's got a good theme. Leo Rush has a really good theme that you oh, never yeah, get to yeah, hear yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Ah, 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 I, I came, came to, to collect. collect. That's a good yeah, one. That's a good one. Uh, oh, uh, Vinny Elliott. Have you guys watched any Dark Side of the Ring yet? If so, what do you guys think? We so, just watched the Montreal. Well, today I watched most of the Montreal Screwjob one while working on Matt Chat. Anyways, we watched yes. the Montreal Screwjob. What did you think of that one? I you know most of the the story beats you know sure um, this is the first time I can recall hearing Jim Cornette speak about it it was it was literally the first time in fact uh, Dave Meltzer on Twitter somebody asked him you've said they said something like you've said for years that you know who laid out the Montreal screw job and you weren't you haven't been allowed to say were you referring to Cornette and he said yes hmm interesting not surprising that Russo took credit yeah not surprising at all. <laughs> But no. you know, Cornette, Cornette, he's he's a consummate showman, so he's wildly entertaining in it. Um, I love Jim Cornette. Um, I think he's great. And so, like, it is interesting. And he, dude, sorry, not to cut you off. This is the thing. Jim Cornette might have landed in my top guys that I'd love to just sit down and talk to about wrestling because of his approach. This is why I know he's the guy that is telling the truth with yeah. the who is it. Yeah. Because he actually had the reason for why he suggested what he suggested. Because when Vince asks him, what would you do, smart guy? 
in terms of how would you book the Brett finish? Uh, Cornette explained why he thought of the double cross. Because he said in 1931, there was the original double cross. In Montreal. In Montreal. And I forget the names of the participants. Yeah. But it was in the 1930s, and it had to do with a bite on a guy. And and then he said, that's that's what you do. That you, you use his own finisher against him. And he laid out why. All Russo said was, I came up to him. He didn't. There was no backstory there. I no. believe Cornette 100,000%. Oh, yeah. I, I love the bit where he's like, yeah, yeah uh, Michael doesn't do the sharpshooter right. But Brett's not going publicly, to publicly complain about yes! that because it's going to expose the business. Yes. And he's never going to do that. What's he going to do? Tell the papers? It was perfect logic there, and it was so brilliant. Mm-hmm. It was so brilliant. <laughs> the story was like, uh, as soon as he saw it was going to happen, he was at the monument. He left, got in, got in his car. Yeah. He said he saw headlights behind him. He's like, oh, that's got to be Earl Hebner. His story is too realistic. It's too believable. He's got he, all the details. He's man. got all the details. Tell, give me a break, Vince Russo. Give me a break. He just swoops in and tries to take credit. Give me a break. No, I thought it was real, because you're right. Like a lot of it, we had, we knew uh, because of obviously wrestling the, with shadows wrestling with and shadows. all the other. You know, it's been a, a fairly well examined moment in wrestling history. But for the first time, to have Jim Cornette involved with it, and Cornette else. Cornette said he said nothing. There's nothing more you can learn from interviews today with anybody that you can't get more out of by by reading from all the old wrestling magazines and books mm-hmm. of the past. Mm-hmm. And it shows his like attic or whatever it is, his, his library of just countless endless wrestling magazines. And it's like, and he looks that shot. I know you were over here uh, doing your work and he was over there. I don't think that's my car. No, it's just two honks. Um, and you see the camera follow him through his library and he's not looking at the camera. They're following him, and he's doing this, waving them, and he's kind of half running like a little kid yeah, he's happy. wanting to he's show giddy. off his toys. Yeah, It's really good. I, yeah, I definitely suggest checking it out. It's all on Viceland's website, um, and yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm interested in watching the rest of them. Maybe yeah, me too. Sometime next, like Thursday next week, we can watch yeah, yeah. and then talk about another yeah, one, like yeah. the Bruiser Brody one or something. Uh, Justin Warren, you guys have booked WWE pay-per-views, and you will be booking AEW soon. Is there any chance we can see Steven Larson book Triple A, Triple Mania? Once Triple Mania comes around, I'm sure we'll do yeah, something like that. Yeah. I think that could be a lot Dr. of fun. Dr. Ryder wins everything. The th- here, Okay, so here's the only problem with that. The only problem with us booking Triple A, we can't do it better. That's true. Because all their gimmicks are so out of sight, like at crazy. Mm-hmm. We're, we couldn't match up with that. Nothing we do would be better. <laughs> Everything we do with Steven Larson book... Make no mistake, what we do with Steven Larson book Raw is 100% better than WWE does it. You mean pen, please? Yes, agreed. But I don't think we could do AAA better. No. Uh, Wookie Steak, would you please do going in a math for Zack Sabre Jr. and David Starr? So let's do Zack Sabre Jr. first. In ring, 10. He might be another 10. 10. Promo. Very (laughs) underrated promo. Dude, like a 9. Have you ever heard his promo? It's amazing. Look. Uh, this looks like a normal dude. He's a big. He's a tall bean. He's a big. He's thicker than you think. Yeah, like his legs got some thickness to it. He, I but mean, he's he, tall. He's he, super. He's pretty tall. He looks cool, but he's just a big stretchy guy. Yeah, it's like Stretch Armstrong. No, I'll say five for look. You can give him a six. Six. He's in good shape. Yeah. Uh, legacy. I mean, he hasn't been around that long, but he's generally regarded as best technical wrestler in the world right now. He's like one of my. He's like maybe top five for me right now. I know he's great. So good. 
Um, he's still he has still a lot for him to do, but he was Zachy three belts at one point. Right now, I'd give him a six because okay. it's still early in his in his career. Kayfabe, like, he's generally booked pretty strong. He's booked strong, like upper mid card strong, but yeah. not like main event strong. So I consider that a seven Kayfabe. I'd give him a seven Kayfabe. Uh, ooh, eight plus and being good. That sounds about right. He's a seven on the dot. And that's that's early. Yeah, that's early. By the yeah. time he, he retires, he's going to be it's up gonna in, the, be. in the high eights at least. Yeah, let's do David Starr. We've seen uh, some of his work. Yeah, uh, in ring, he's a good wrestler. He's a really good wrestler. I'd give him like a seven, I guess. Promo, he's a great promo. He's a really good promo. I'd give him a a nine. Uh, I'd give him an eight. Look, looks like a dude. Just looks like a guy. Mm-hmm. I'd give him like a six because mm-hmm. it looks like a cool guy. Yeah. Uh, legacy. I don't know. Right now, I'd probably put him at like a four because I don't know what else he's going to. I mean, is he a guy that's going to. How old is David Starr? He hasn't really expressed any interest whatsoever in going to someplace like WWE. Seems like a very. He's only 28. Oh, wow. He's not old enough to have crafted a legacy yet. Boy, he's got a killer lineup of trainers. Guys who trained him. Adam Cole, Combat Zone Wrestling Academy. Drew Gulak, Sammy Callahan. Oh, man. Wild Simone Pro Wrestling Training Center. He's he's only been wrestling for seven years. Okay. So, I mean, give him a four right now. Yeah, it's only going to go up. Yeah, it's going to go up. He's really good. Once he hits like 33, we'll see where he's at. Mm Mm-hmm. Because by then, he's going to do everything he can possibly do on the independent circuit. He'll have to go to NXT, New Japan, something. He, I could see him being with All Elite in a yeah, couple of years. Yeah, totally. If All Elite's like a deal. Uh, kayfabe, again, I don't really know. I mean, I, I guess to give him a five. Because yeah. like, he wins matches, but I, he probably also loses matches. Yeah, so right now it's five plus, but that's yeah. only going to go up. It's, and he's, he's young. Everything I've seen of him, I've been really impressed with. I really like him. I think yeah. he's terrific. Yeah. Um, Chris Kimmel, how will Vince react to Adam Cole's name when we already have Michael Cole? Adam Bebe doesn't have a good ring to it. He'll be Adam Cole. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it concerns me. It's going to be, I hope it's not something stupid. mm -hmm. I really kind of want them to wait until Vince isn't looking or isn't around or whatever. Uh, Max Zero, as pointed out by Ember Moon on Twitter, Becky's walking a fine line between being a badass and just a bully. What are the odds she'll have a lengthy reign with at least one of the belts? And WWE does a CM Punk where they turn her heel more naturally um, during her run. I think it'd be an awesome template if they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the odds are. I think I feel like she's gonna have one of those titles for a long time, probably the raw one for a long time. Yeah, I kind of feel that way too. Unless they really think she's a big deal and they keep her on for Fox. That could be. Uh, Daryl W. Perry, kayfabe reason music plays for someone interfering in a match. So somebody comes and interferes, and they stand tall, and their music plays. I think uh, there's no kayfabe reason for music. No, there's That doesn't zero. exist. No, zero. Kayfabe music, like music playing in kayfabe, is simply like 
the power levels on that person being so off the charts that the music just spontaneously plays. <laughs> right. Or you're kind of hearing almost like an inner monologue <laughs> that's projected through the speakers in the arena. Right, exactly. But instead of words, it's music. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> I'm not going to do this, but that's pretty funny. Gigabyte asks if we can get a diagram, a Kevin Nash esque diagram of the difficulty in booking fun. W Steve W and we book raw. Oh, that's more just the scheduling. Yeah, this is the scheduling issue. We do have a calendar over there. So this is why we book raw is actually as as good as I think it is, because you're more of a logistics guy than I am, and you do that very well. Oh, thank you. So you'll sit there and you'll plot out from idea to pay per view, and then I'll take the people involved. And just completely come up with the stupid gimmicks. And then then you'll bounce back off me in terms of the gimmick. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, well, this guy is going to be this or whatever. Yeah, yeah. How about he cuts a promo where he talks about this? And then literally while we're filming, while we're doing it, something silly will happen. And we'll turn that in into an entire story. Yeah, line. yeah. So much of, I mean, about 65% of what I've done with fun wrestling thus far has just popped up based on something that's happened. Yeah. Either during, you know, like while we're playing, something happening in game, something, you know, you said. Mm-hmm. It's a little, put a little idea in my head and start running with it. W. Steve. Like w. I had no plans of Triple H ever being in fun wrestling. Yeah, but then he just ran he in. He showed and up and now, he's, now he's, he can't not work Triple H to a storyline. Yeah. WCW, I sort of planned out and then it's just sort of going where it's going. I have an idea as to what I'm going to do with it. But like honestly, it's the last thing on my priority list. So like, I actually have uh, all the major story beats for fun wrestling planned out until we're done with it. Yeah, that's good. Until interdimension tension too. Yeah, I'm just sort of letting it go where it's going to go. Like I, I, I know like the big mystery beats. I know what though the answers to those are. But I just sort of it's like so on the last line of priority. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just do some tweets and then do some matches. Oh, Mr. Triple Mania. Are you guys considering trying to go to the AAA Lucha Libre debut show at Madison Square Garden in August? I would love to. Just we're you know we're going to Vegas for double or nothing. I don't know if we can afford it. I think it'd be great though. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things. Like if they did it in L.A. Oh hell yes! I w- it would be a definite yes. It'd be an absolutely. Um, excellence of flexicution, Larson. Endgame is out in six days. Have you watched Infinity War yet, Steve? Make it happen. I have not watched it yet. I have no control over it, although I you do don't. know you have an empty house for a couple of days. Uh, that ends today. Oh, I thought, okay, I thought you had a couple. Okay. Nope. Well, I guess it's not going to happen. Dominic Molnar, what is one of the tiniest details you would like to change for WWE's production? Tiniest details? Well, they got rid of the crane, so that's good on SmackDown. They don't do the crane anymore. Tiniest detail. Oh. Uh, stop using the broadcast cameras for backstage stuff. Yeah. Use DSLRs or something with a, a, a little more cinematic look. Interesting questions. Uh, Daryl W. Perry rebooked the original Star Wars trilogy with the cast of Star Trek. Oh, my God. Okay, so... so of course, Shatner's got to be Han Solo. Shatner's definitely Han Solo. Uh, Leonard Nimoy is C-3PO. Yeah, that's good. Chekhov is Luke Skywalker. All right. Because he was like the younger one. Yeah, a bit okay. brash. Uh, do we have an Obi-Wan yet? That's got to be Sulu. Okay. Supreme confidence in yeah. his ability. Yeah. 
What did uh, what were the names of the uh, the Raider guys? Oh, the Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. What, what was that line? Oh wait, no. How about this? Most Eisley Space Station. Oh. You'll know my. <laughs> Don't call me Shorty. Oh my! You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. It's pretty good, Nick Bartlett. Who should take the universal title off of Seth Rollins between these two, Cedric Alexander or The Miz? Had a dream, I did a dog. I would like to see that. It'd be The Miz. Yeah, probably. The Miz. I'd like to see uh, Cedric get that, though. The Miz is on a face run right now that could legitimately see people will him to the universal title Oh, absolutely. It totally could. What heel could he take that universal title off of? Drew. Uh Uh-huh. Could you imagine Miz standing up to to Drew? Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. Imagine Drew just runs roughshod over Raw for six months. Yeah. Boy, people would love to see. And Miz stands up to him, yeah. Yeah, they'd love to see that. One more question, Larson. Find a good one. All right, all right, all right. Stevie Bradley, this is going for you. Does the thought of death frighten either of you? Yes! Are you kidding me? It should frighten everybody. Here's what it is, man. I am a lucky, lucky man. I love my life, everything in it, and I'm terrified of losing it. I don't want to leave this mortal coil just yet. I don't ever want to leave it. That's where I stand. Uh, I mean, it's not like I look forward to it, but I I wouldn't describe my feeling as fearful. Yeah, man. I just feel like it should be. Death is a, is a, is a natural conclusion of life. That's a very robotic response. Once you actually confront it, once you're face to face with it, I don't think it's robotic. I, just, I feel you'll like you'll be terrified. I feel like no, because I hope by the point I'm if if I am laying in my deathbed, hopefully at an advanced age, I'm laying there and thinking, okay, well, I I, I lived the best life I could. Scratching and clawing. Now you gotta make peace, dude. With I honestly don't think you understand what like being confronted with nothingness is. Oh, I've 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 pondered it. No, man, I don't think you really. Thought no, I have. That. Your final thought is gonna be this: Steve was right. No, I would never give you that satisfaction. <laughs> I, oh, I would not willfully man. think such a thought because yeah. that would I would that would that would mean your true feelings will mm. betray you. No, Steve was right. Nope. <laughs> nope. That's how it's gonna go down, man. You say no. But I know better. No, you don't. Anyway, you don't know me. Thanks so much. You think for you know me? <laughs> Thanks so much for watching. We appreciate it. Yes. Hope you guys have a good weekend. And oh yeah, watch uh, Wrestle Blood. Yeah, sure. Coming up soon. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience 
and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.